Coming up next on the Jeff Curley Show, if you are a golfer, you no doubt have those little aches and pains, so you're gonna to wanna to watch this next segment. I'll be talking to a doctor of physical therapy next. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. Well, a shout out to my beautiful bride, uh, Victoria Snee, because uh, she's responsible for my next guest. She was uh, suffering some aches and pains a couple of weeks ago, and she said, I hear there's this amazing doctor of physical therapy at Glen Eagles, we're, we're members, and uh, she came back after one session and said, you need to have this guy on your show. And that's exactly what I did, because I listened to my wife. <laughs> Chris Maya is in the studio. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Jeff. Absolutely. Well, I think your journey is very interesting. So you were telling me a story of about a friend of yours that had a basketball injury. Yes, uh, it was back when I was a junior in college. Uh, he, uh, he played basketball in New York City and one, one game of his, he went up, he went up for a rebound and got elbowed in the neck and then 24 hours later, he had an ischemic stroke and that changed everything. I, I got, a, got the text and all my friends, we just couldn't believe what was happening and that kind of gave me a little bit more uh, direction when I was going through school and kind of finding a little bit of a purpose in that mm -hmm. time uh, And that was something that that really really helped me kind of hone in on, sure. on What I was doing at the time and take people through the schooling involved to become a doctor of physical therapy I mean, it's a lot isn't it? Yeah, it is typically it's a you know four-year undergraduate degree then you matriculate into a graduate program um, And it's usually about three years right now. You can see some schools doing it about two and a half uh, I did it out of high school. So when I was 18, I matriculated into a six-year doctorate program um, at Ithaca College in New York. So that was kind of my, that was my path. So it was more of a three plus three as opposed to a four plus three. Absolutely. And I know you, you love healing people. I mean, that, what a gift to have somebody come in and they're hunched over or whatever they're suffering with. What does that feel like to, to really, with God's help, heal people? Right. I, I think more than anything, I, I like to empower people on their journey. Um, I tell all my patients and my clients that you know, I'm just there to hold their hand and guide them through the process. And hopefully they come out of it, you know, feeling empowered, like they could do something about their situation um, and not feel like they have to rely so heavily on someone else, but always there to help them and get them sure. the way. Well, we've got a little video that uh, you sent us and I want you to kind of narrate this as these uh, images come on the screen. Talk to us about what we're, we're looking at. Yeah, so this is the mobility component, the muscle activation. This is, you know, nothing atypical that you wouldn't see in a, in a clinic or any other uh, setting. I typically look at people's range of motion to kind of see where their limitations are. This is extremely important to helping kind of figure out what the plan of care is gonna be. Uh, you could see there that I have a goniometer in my hand. And then this is some muscle testing here, kind of addressing any deficits, any symmetrical deficits that you might have. Um, and myofascial cupping, this is something to kind of uh, tone down the nervous system, help you relax. And if you're experiencing some pain, it's 
one of the modalities that you know as therapists we use. Um, it's a passive modality, but nonetheless can help with with some pain relief. Sure. Yeah, I'll keep narrating yeah, this because this, yeah. this goes on for a minute. No, it does. Yeah. It does. And uh, the the dry needling. This is a little bit. This is probably the most invasive that we get. It's mm -hmm. intramuscular dry needling. Um, that also helps with pain relief as well. And of course, this goes right into you know exercise prescription, corrective exercise, providing people with the feedback that they need to be able to perform you know things adequately and. It's, you know, that's my favorite part of the whole thing is this is where the empowering comes from. This is like you really, really help the person become as independent as they can in their program. Um, and it's, you know, this is right here. I'm showing her, you know, positioning and, and breathing. And, you know, that leads me to giving them a program that they can, you know, confidently work through and, and feel really good about the progress that they're making, you know, and, you know, constantly communicating with them and seeing how they're feeling. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the importance of stretching because, <laughs> because uh, when you're not working with my wife, sometimes I'll come downstairs and she's in front of the fireplace stretching. Yes. People forget to stretch. Yeah. There's a, the, it's one component of, of the many things that you need to do in order to kind of, you know, have that holistic kind of feel to it. It's stretching is important because it's just a different stimulus to the body that you're providing that you may not be giving it every single day. So same thing goes for strength training, same thing goes for, you know, getting yourself in a sauna or maybe, you know, ice baths are really popular nowadays. It's, it's you know, it's still, the jury's still out whether or not that is really effective. Um, but just exposing your body to, to movements that it's not accustomed to doing on a daily basis, I think is important. And stretching is one of those things that most people just don't do. So just the fact that they're doing it and they're moving, there's going to be a sense of, I feel better. Sure. Because it's something unfamiliar. It's something they don't do often. And golfers, unless they just have a natural swing, they're always kind of tweaking their back and stuff, aren't they? They are. They really are. And, and they're, I love that specific niche because they're, they're so technical when it comes to their swing. So it's really easy to get into the nitty gritty details of, you know, let's, let's stretch you this way. This will be actually, you know, a great way to get you to where you want to be. And they're, you know, all ears because they love, they love that technical side of things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're, uh, you're a concierge physician. So what does that mean? You, you make house calls? So a concierge physical therapist is very similar to a concierge physician in the sense of, you know, it, you're on call. Uh, so much so that, you know, you may have to go to someone's home, you know, late in the evenings or really early in the mornings, but that's really the, the nuts and bolts of it. You, you are available to your client at any time, whether it's phone call, email, or in person. Uh, but yes, that's, typ that's typically the model, you know, very similar to concierge physicians. Well, one of the things Victoria told me is you have great bedside manner. I mean, it's one thing to be, you know, technically proficient, but it's another thing to build rapport. And in a way, you almost become uh, like a, a friend or a therapist, don't you? I think that's at the, the therapeutic alliance is at the crux of all of it. I think what, whatever provider it is, a doctor, a doctor of physical therapy, a chiropractor, at the end of the day, we're human beings. And we really have to, you know, listen to each other. And if the communication is there, it makes it a lot easier for both of us to relax in that setting. And I think that that's something that I learned in my 20s. And, you know, I've, I've allowed that to kind of shape the relationships that I have with my patients and my clients. And as you can see, you know, Victoria, you know, she notices that we're, sure. you know, it's a relaxed environment. And that's, I pride myself on that. And you have a, a nice dis, uh, distinction because uh, you are the guy that uh, all of the invited clubs, formerly known as Club Corp, they, they send people to you, don't they? They do, yeah. So really, the network of country clubs here is, is expansive within that invited club network. And although I, I just render my services in person at Glen Eagles, I have, you know, access to all the other members who are more than welcome to see me. Um, 
that can come up and it's just a great network to have. Sure. Yeah. You were telling me right before the, sh the show a story about your dad. Yes. Would you share? Yeah. So, uh, you know, my dad and I, when I was growing up, he worked at a country club in White Plains, New York, and he was a maintenance worker there. And I would spend Saturdays when I was like eight or nine years old, just kind of riding in the cart with him and, you know, watching him take care of the course and cut the grass and, you know, rake the bunkers. And that was one of the lasting memories I have of my father. I, we spent a lot of time out there when I was a kid. And, you know, golf was never really, you know, something that I even thought of doing. And years go by and I go to college and I, you know, go to school, get my doctorate. You know, I, I ended up doing my last rotation, my clinical rotation in Rancho Mirage, California. And I was shadowing a neurosurgeon. And this neurosurgeon, you know, took me to the OR several times and we got to know each other really well. And he said, Chris, you need to pick up golf. Golf is an amazing sport and you'll never forget it. Like you'll be able to play until your 70s, 80s if you're able to. And I, you know, I took that to heart. So after I took my boards, I went back to New York. I ended up moving to Houston. And in Houston, I had a older patient who was um, going into palliative care and he was, you know, he, his days were numbered. And so we had a conversation on one of our sessions and he said, you know what, Chris, I want to give you my, my old set of clubs since you don't have any. So we walk, you know, he takes his walker and we walk into the, uh, into his garage and he says, Chris, over there in that corner, grab those clubs. And I, so I, I got them and I left and I said, thank you so much. And, and it was a very interesting moment there because he was passing down something that meant so much to him. So I, you know, swapped out the bag and for the next, you know, couple of years, when I moved to Dallas to do my residency, I was playing golf with these hand-me-down clubs. They weren't fitted to me, but I just loved being out there on the course and, and playing and learning the game. And then in May of 2020, when I was wrapping up my residency, I get a text and it's, you know, it says he's gone. And my dad had a massive heart attack and unfortunately passed. And that really, you know, took my breath away. And I had to sit with myself for quite some time. And I decided that I wanted to, in the same way my father gave back to that small golf community, uh, I wanted to give back as well because I felt like I was at home every time I was out there on the golf course. And I would see maintenance workers and I would say, wow, that reminds me of my dad. Or, you know, I would, I'd be raking the bunker and I would say, you know, man, I, I just can't. I remember those times when I was eight years old and my dad would give me the rake and he'd say, hey, Chris, try it. Try raking the bunker. And those things stay with you. So every time I'm on the golf course, I think of him. And I wanted to be in the golf world, but I had no way of getting in. So what I ended up doing at the end of that year was I started caddying um, at several invited clubs. And within a few months, I uh, contacted one of the directors at Glen Eagles and I offered, you know, I said, if there's anyone that you know that may have a need for my service and this is what I provide, you know, and she said, you know what, I'd love to have you here. So that led me to this past March and we started this relationship with Invited and it's been a blessing. And I can honestly say that now the same way that my dad gave back to his small golf community, I'm able to give back to the golf community in North Texas. And that means a lot. Wow. Great way to end this segment. We'll also leave you with his website. It's themayanphysio.com. Yes, the great Chris Maya. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks a lot, Jeff. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.